110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome, everybody, to Buckeye Bar, guys. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Big show today. Uh, We're recording this on uh, Saturday, uh, February 6th. Uh, We're going to discuss some off-season stuff, uh, some regular season stuff with the basketball team, and uh, we're going to finish up the show on the Super Bowl. So uh, pretty excited uh, about that. A lot of off-season in front of us. Yeah. Um, Still seems like we're going to actually get an off-season. So we're going to start with uh, today. Um, We're going to talk a little little bit about signing day, um, and then uh, we'll talk about the coaching staff situation comes being uh, now just the regular DC, no co they took the co away, um, and the promotion of Matt Barnes. And, um, then we'll talk about, uh, actually I do want to discuss the schedule. Uh, we'll do a couple minutes on the schedule, the movements of the schedule, and then, uh, we'll discuss, uh, some of the basketball team and then we will finish up on the Super Bowl. So everything going good today, John, everything's good. And, you know, we talked about it being, um, that, you know, end of the regular season, that kind of in between period right now, the good thing about football, though, is even though you don't got games going on right now, I mean, after this weekend, because you still have the Super Bowl, football never really ends. No. So it's like, you know, there's always you got your combines, drafts. If you're interested in the pros, you got your signing days, spring workouts, spring practices, spring games. So, yeah, you, you, we still going to be a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, everything's going well. You know, personal level, I've been getting into WandaVision that, uh, <laughs> That show's pretty wild. I mean, I won't give out any spoilers or anything. Did you get to watch last night? Yeah, I watched last night. Yeah, so. Yeah, you you watched it? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's a good show. It uh, started off uh, a little slow. It was a little. I mean, I understood. I mean, mean, I'm not an avid comic reader, but I do love, you know, comic books. I just don't read a lot of them. But I, and I've been pretty invested over the MCU. So, like, I, I understood where a lot where I think they were trying to go. And, um, but you know, the first three episodes are a little slow. So, I mean, if you've, if you're into that stuff, if you only watched, uh, you know, the first episode, the second episode and said, this isn't for me, give it a chance because, uh, once it really hits episode four, uh, you really start understanding what's going on right now. And it's starting to get really wild. And, uh, yeah, I, like no, it. I think it's a great show. Um, I mean, kind of like the people that, like oh it's it's too slow or too weird like you know the mcu has they put in so much money in all these movies to build all this lore and it goes from the comic books like just give it a chance if you like the movie yeah you gotta have faith that you know they're gonna tie something back around that you're gonna enjoy the show yeah um yeah no i've been watching wandavision um like i said on the last episode i've uh been watching i started watching the wire um which is an older show but i never watched it when originally was out i'm gonna finish the second season today i'm down the last episode i like it a lot yeah Uh, second season i didn't like as much as the first season but it's still good um and then i've also been watching the expanse so uh basically and that was a show that was on sci-fi and then got moved to amazon if you like sci-fi shows like real hardcore sci-fi shows um that one is uh, a really good one and uh so i've been like kind of rotating i'll do a season of the expanse a season of the wire yeah and going back and forth but um but yeah that's on uh amazon prime if you have that and um the wires on hbo uh so if you have hbo max or uh, hbo on demand no uh, both are good yeah yeah katie and i i mean we're definitely looking for a, a different like a new series to watch also we just rewatched all once upon a time I had never seen it. She saw most of it, which I mean, it's about like, you know, the fairy tales and stuff, but it's pretty cool. We like all that fantasy and sci-fi stuff and nerd stuff. So, um, yeah, we're just, we're kind of looking for a new one right now. So if anyone has any ideas, you know, drop, drop me some ideas under the, the video here. Yeah. Um, all right. So signing day, second signing day, um, just, uh, came in past. Um, now we knew going into signing day that, you know, coming out of uh, the S- December signing day that we had one person still, the one target left, and that was uh, JT Tulamalo. 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 Um, we knew uh, we had one more 
possibility in him. Um, and then as we got closer, uh, his family came out and said that uh, they weren't actually going to sign on the February signing day. They were going to push it back to April because they still haven't visited these schools. I mean, it's been a crazy year. They want to visit it. It seems like all indications is the NCAA is going to finally lift the dead period here. So uh, they get the quiet period, yeah, now? whatever it is. So it, it seems like, you know, eventually these kids are going to be allowed to be invited. And I think they want to look at their five schools and uh so april as long as the ncaa allows the visits to happen they'll happen and then we will finally get some a decision from him um all indications are showing he's still heavily favored to go to ohio state but he's a very quiet dude quiet family they called they called everything very close to their chest so it's i mean it, it, it will be upsetting if he doesn't choose ohio state but it's not going to be a surprise neither because like i said i mean you don't really have a true indication where yeah. he wants to go but it's just all the experts seem pretty confident right now ohio state is the school so <clears throat> well i mean he is a special talent and i'm not sure i think i don't is he ranked higher than jack sawyer or they kind of just like depends on the site you're looking at i think it depends on the site i think i thought I mean, a couple of sites drop Sawyer a little bit, which is still ridiculous. Well, I saw, you know, one that I'm not going to name names here, but because, you know, JT is a lean for Ohio State. So out of their like top four potential bust at the next level, JT and Jack Sawyer are both in the top four. Yeah. What could be bust? Like, I've never seen Ohio State, you know, get a really high defensive end and elite with Larry Johnson, yeah. you know, the helm of these guys and they end up being bust. But yeah, I don't. So, I mean, he's a special talent. I know he plays, I think he's like what he showcased on. What I'm watching his highlights, he has a lot more highlights as like tight end than he does at defensive end. So I think that was a lot of what they were saying was, you know, we know him as an offensive player. We don't really know like um, if he's going to translate at an elite level to the next, you know, the next step. But I think he'll be fine. He's ranked this high. The Buckeyes, you know, everybody's looking at him. So he's going to be good. Um, but the interesting thing is it's actually like a two horse race is what people say It's Ohio state and Alabama are the two leaders. And I, how many kids did Alabama just sign for the greatest class ever? I mean, I know they had what, six, five stars and like 15, four stars. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it was a ridiculous class and, uh, they, I think 27, yeah. 14 early enrollees and 13 have signed the letter of intent. Yeah. So yeah how could you have a 27 kid class <laughs> i mean ohio state's done it in the past it happens i mean it's yeah just, i know it just it's it's not easy to get i mean some kids move on some kids uh and this was a weird year i mean for a lot of schools i mean because you know everybody's eligibility basically the year counted but didn't count so yeah early. and you know alabama did get a lot of guys that returned this year to, yeah so I'm, I'm sure that they might have signed a smaller class last year. I, I don't have that like in front of me. I'm not going to look it up. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just signed as big of a class last year. Any <laughs> also, but maybe they had a lot that returned. And now that those guys are finally moving on to the NFL, they got that space. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that was, I mean, you just talk about a class. I mean, we've made jokes that you know has nick saban uh made deals with the devil i still say he has but yeah i like, absolutely agree with that i mean the, the guy is a, a living legend i mean he i mean the the what he does he wins titles and he signs the best recruiting class and then now he's literally signed the best recruiting class that's ever been signed before so i mean kudos to him uh i saw a couple buckeye fans you know the thing I love about Buckeye fans is and we were kind of talking about it earlier and, you know, I mean, we all are homers. Yeah. And, you know, we, but you, you get the, the, the real hardcore homers that they can't nothing. Everything's looked through the scarlet glasses, which the, I, I would say I fall more in line with that. Yeah, and I do too. I, I'm a glass full, a hundred percent full type guy. Yeah. And I mean, I do too. I am, I get, you know, my homerism for Iowa state is out of this world, but you know, there's people that are even past that. Oh, absolutely. That and then Ohio, you get, Ohio state can do no wrong. And they're, you know, beyond any sort of criticism whatsoever. And then there's the, the Ohio state fans that everything, you know, and there's, we're, we're going to have a couple stories where the, 
the sky has fallen. But I, I did see a couple of people on Twitter like saying, you know, I, I wish Ohio State could do something like this. And like, literally, you just signed the second best class. I mean, it's, you know, and if we get uh, JTT, I mean, is is that going to be the best class we've ever signed? Is I don't know if that moves past 2018 or not, but it's it's right there. 2018 actually ended up higher than 2017, right? I think so. I think that number wise, that was the better class. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just. So it's not like we're signing like I wish we could do that, like the hell, man, (laughs) we're top like three or five recruiting classes every year, like, no. We're not getting scrubs to come yeah. play at Ohio State. We're right there. You know, I, I saw the Big Ten. Uh, you know, the Big Ten is second in the uh, – so the SEC signed the most five stars. I think they were, like, at 15. So six of those are Alabama, and the rest of them are spread out through the conference. You know, Big Ten was second with eight five-star kids. Five of those are going to Ohio State. Like, so. Right. And if they end up with a ninth, that's JTT, and he went to Ohio State, so Ohio State gets sixth. Yeah, so, I mean, Ohio State is far pulling their weight within the conference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, every year, top three, top five. I mean, you have your couple years where maybe you're a little lower down. I mean, the, well, like, was tw- it the 19 class? 2019, but that was just a numbers thing. Like, if you looked at their actual star ratings, they were right there. Yeah, and, you know, they would – if you projected those out, because I remember all the Michigan fans, you know, well, we had a better class. And like, if you literally project these out, we actually have the better class, you know. <laughs> Michigan, yeah, I'll, I'll believe Michigan having a better class football team when I see it. That's, yeah. Um, that's not happening anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, Nick Saban, I mean, the man is, uh, I mean, he might be immortal. I don't know. I mean. Yeah. You know, I don't wish any for anybody's demise. I mean, it will be, you know, it it will be a sad day for the sport when Nick Saban decides to hang it up. I mean, the guy is literally you're watching history. I mean, this is the best college football coach of all time, in my opinion. I mean, in an era where. Oh, I don't I mean, I don't think you could even say in your opinion anymore. I mean, the games, the championships won on the field. Yeah. And he's just he's won seven now. Yeah, one six of Bama and one, one LSU. LSU. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. And like I said, when you look at the, and he was decent in the NFL for those two years too. Or three, yeah, I mean, it was two like a, three years. I can't was, remember how long. I, I mean, he was like right around five hundred. Yeah, I he, mean, he just wanted to go back to college. I mean, he wasn't in danger of getting fired that no, year. He, and obviously, he made the right decision. The right job came <laughs> around, and um, but yeah, when you look at so. I mean, what he does on the field, and I mean, he wins titles, and then when he does in the offseason, he wins recruiting crowns, and he translates those recruits into championship-level players. So it's something, yeah, yeah, I want to aspire to be Bama, too. I, I mean... Well, who doesn't? I mean, you want to win championships every year. I mean, that's even more important to me than the recruiting crowns, but... I mean, other teams aren't actually doing this. And sometimes like you kind of when you look at New England and Tom Brady, which, which we'll talk about once we get you know to the Super Bowl section at the end of it, I mean... Tom Brady's been to 10 Super Bowls. I mean, some of these elite quarterbacks that are playing at the same time as him. Have, I mean, Drew Brees has been to one. Aaron Rodgers has been to one. <laughs> like, so Brees only went to one, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah they both beat me, beat Peyton. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Mahomes might have an opportunity here to have a lot more down there, I think. But what, did, what, Roethlisberger went to three, three one, and, two, lost one? Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. Tom, Russell Wilson went to two. Yeah. Tom Brady's been to 10. But he's still young. <laughs> Russell story. I mean, that's that's nuts. And yeah. you know, so there's just sometimes you can't explain some of this stuff. And to me, that's Nick Saban. And he's, you know, you know, Debo, which I mean, Clemson's been pretty much one of the teams of this decade, you know, they I mean, he's only been you mean he's been to a few, but he's only won two. I mean well, so I said like Peyton Manning. So I mean, honestly, and I think this is I think this is honestly like a coin flip, you know, coin toss that there's really no def like I think you could support this either way, but if you were building a team in their prime from scratch and you had the number one pick, would you go with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Like I would say Peyton Manning. I'd probably say Tom or Peyton Manning too. And now do you know everything that they've done? And this is, um, yeah, I mean, you got to Tom Brady's want take into what they've, yeah. Take into what their careers would be. I, I guess, I don't know. Cause that doesn't make much sense. So, Maybe what they wore in college, but obviously you would take Peyton Manning starting off with that. But as just how they played the game in their careers, I mean, I I think I would go with Peyton, but if you look at the two of them, 
man, maybe this is a really dumb argument, but if you look at the two of them, though, Peyton went to what four Super Bowls and Tom's going to ten. Yeah, like I even mean, that, like one of the most like elite quarterbacks in NFL history, and Tom Brady's more than doubled the Super Bowls he went to. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I mean, Tom Brady's just, I mean. Uh, Again, these guys are just living legends right now. And uh, so, yeah, do I think we could have, uh, you know, if things were different, I, I still think we could have beat that Alabama team we played a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, we didn't play the game how we could should have played or could have played. You know, there was some issues that, you know, they had literally had no control over that was affecting them. There was issues that, you know, they could have controlled that affected them that they didn't. When, and when you, you don't feel confident, you have. Like if there is no backup plan and you're in a like championship game, then you're probably in trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just, he's a great coach. It's crazy to see this. I mean, I think they've showed the last how many years I saw the other day. I was like, I thought they showed maybe 10 years and he's literally had the best recruiting class in eight of those 10 years. I mean, that's, that's nuts. What Georgia had one and Clemson had one. I think so. I think that was it. Or it might've been LSU had yeah. one, one, but Georgia's definitely had one and uh maybe it was the year the old miss had the other one uh did, but did they did old miss end up with the number one class i mean i know they got like kim Dietschy and tunsil and they paid a lot of money so they paid I, a lot of guys a lot of money i can't remember who the receiver was it treadwell yeah treadwell okay. yeah, I mean, when, <laughs> all the michigan fans were you know he was definitely coming to michigan and uh then their hearts got broken over that one. You got to feel bad for, I mean, Ole Miss had to have spent so much money that year and nothing came from it. <laughs> I think the SEC is some of the other, I think the, some of the other SEC schools turned them in and been like, you, you could, you, you could, you could cheat some, but you can't cheat more than we, right. Like <laughs> you can't spend that much. No one's believing <laughs> Ole Miss is coming down with the top recruiting class in the country. We got to set you back a couple years when they, now. So when they stole Kandice from Bama, that was like, Nick's like, that's it. I'm turning them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah could have took anybody else but uh <laughs> hey Hugh freeze he made it a while though yeah they didn't get him that year <laughs> it so. wasn't until tunsil went to the nfl that they got him. <laughs> um so yeah so recruiting class i'm fine i mean obviously number two i'm ecstatic where we're at i mean you look at what we've now overall signed uh i mean and i know we did the big recruiting show when we did the december uh you know, after the December one, but I mean, these guys, I mean, you got literally one of the best running back, one of the best running backs in the country. The best. Yeah. You got top receiver in the country. You got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I mean, which I'm really looking forward to us getting into once, you know, we'll get closer into, into spring here. Uh, I'm very interested starting to talk about these starts who these quarterbacks are because, you know, I saw even people on Twitter, I, 11 Warriors, I, saw, I think, had an article saying how uh, they, uh, you know, Stroud has to be the favorite coming in. But, I mean, he never threw a pass. I mean, and nothing – don't give me – I'm not poo-pooing C.J. Stroud. I mean, if the dude wins it out, I'm going to be, you know, let's – C.J. Stroud, well, let's yeah, go win championships. Him in, you know, yeah. the, um, was it the Elite 11 yeah, or the I opening, mean, whatever. And then, you know, highlights, like, you know, the kid has all the talent. Yeah. But real realistically – Kyle McCord has thrown more re like um, that's, you know, necessary passes recently. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but not, on not field, practice. Like, yeah. He's thrown. I mean, yeah. CJ Charles has been into big college games. I mean, he, but he came in for what one play against Clemson, but they didn't yeah. throw the ball. Yeah. And I mean, Kyle McCord won a state championship this year. And again, I'm not comparing high school to, college but i understand what you're saying that you know he's actually had to play real football this year where, right you know where you know he actually had he had the control of the entire game was on his shoulders it wasn't just practice rep so yeah. i don't know i mean i don't i don't know if stroud and miller any bit in front of mccord at this and point. i would say stroud and miller if a normal even if they still didn't throw any passes this year they still only got in a couple games if they played a full season and had a full off season behind them i would say yeah one of them are the favorite right now because, oh sure but kyle mccord i mean they're basically all coming in on the same level right now i mean they didn't get much practice time last year right. so like well right i mean they didn't have the practice time and then you know, like they made it sound like that every snap for everybody was going to be so crucial. But really, it was like when you got into the thick of things, it was like 
you got to give the guys that, you know, are going to have the ball at the end of the day. They got to get all the snaps because yeah. they have such limited game time. this year. And I think as the, as the season was going on for day, when he realized, you know, all right, our guys aren't gelling as well as they are. I, you know, everything needs to go to our guy. Right. right. The Cause they, they have to have that, you know, game time. Maybe if it did work out that you got to play, you know, eight games, then maybe you would have seen more, you know, Stroud and Miller yeah. or some of them at least, but it's just how, you know, it's how it played out. Yeah. So I'm definitely uh, interested how that will go and we'll definitely be getting a lot more into it. So now I kind of want to switch things over to the coaching staff. Um, so the changes are we, Madison, we talked about on our last episode and, you know, Greg Madison's retired. So, and we talked about, you know, how should they fill in? And we kind of were both in the agreement that Kerry Combs should be the, the actual defensive coordinator more. Yeah. Um, now they went a little differently than I thought they were going to do. I, I thought they maybe bring in an assistant coach from somewhere else to, and then let carry, you know, still be cornerbacks coach, but also be D defensive coordinator. So what they ended up doing is you no know, carry comes has been promoted to full-time defensive coordinator. Um, and now Matt Barnes is full secondary coach, which have they had a full secondary coach since urban has been there. I want to say was Carrie after um, after Ash left was he? I thought Shiano took over safety. Was, was he safeties? I, I, I thought would, I thought so. I could be wrong. I would have to look it up. Then when Grinch comes in, he takes over safeties yeah. and tavers with corners, and then Shiano's kind of like roving between everything. Yeah. But I think Shiano works with the safeties for 16 and 17. Okay. I mean, I'll have to go back and look at it. I thought Carrie had the whole secondary, but I could be wrong. Um, um, and then um, his name's escaping me. Who did they promote to special teams? Uh, Parker Fleming. Parker Fleming. And, you know, I don't know a lot about Parker. Um, I, I The only thing I know is for what Josh Perry said, you know, he was with Urban back in um, the championship year and a couple of those early years. And, um, and Josh Perry, which I have tons of respect for, just said how of a great guy he is and he's going to do great things. So until I see more, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. that I, and Josh Perry knows what he's talking about. So, I mean, I'm completely fine with that. I'm completely fine with the promotion. Um, I wasn't going to fire Kerry Combs after last season. I, I need to see him with a full off season where he can implement everything. If uh, some of the issues I, I saw this year are still nagging next year, then we'll have to talk a little bit next right, year. Yeah. But you know, right now I'm fine with this. I I'm fine with what they did. I, Matt Barnes, if they feel confident that he could run the whole show, then great. You know, let's see what he can do. Yeah, uh, give you, him a chance. I mean, I just don't want things to drop off of recruiting. I mean, he's been recruiting with the Buckeyes for the last couple of years. I don't know how many of these guys, these big recruits have been his guys, but as long as he can hold his weight in recruiting and be a good, you know, I mean, like when you think about Zach Smith, Zach Smith actually was a better recruiter than a lot of people thought he was, but he couldn't hold his weight when it came to actually, you know, you know, coaching these kids on yeah, game I days. Mean, if Matt Barnes can, in those two areas, if he can coach good and develop these kids well, and they are what we're used to with Ohio State secondaries, and then he recruits good. I'm fine with it because you know, that's what you need in college football. You need your assistant coaches have to do both. They, you can't have it. It's very hard when you don't have one that's holding their weight in yeah. one of those two things to pick up the, you know, the slack. Well, and see like, and I, like you said, I really like, I don't have any issue with giving guys promotions. Like, I'm not going to say, you know, a guy that's been with the team a couple of years, Ryan day, obviously trust him. Ryan day brought him in. Ryan Day believes Matt Barnes is ready for this promotion, that he can take on more. He doesn't need special teams anymore, that he can work with the secondary. So obviously Ryan Day is, you know, happy with how Matt Barnes understands the secondary. He's happy with how he relates to his players and he believes in him on the recruiting trail. So I have no reason not to believe in what Matt Barnes can do. Um, now mine, like I had a little bit of issues. It was more so off. Like, I don't think I ever voiced it on here. Like I had problems with Corey Dennis getting hired in yeah. as quarterback. Coach. And I did too. Cause like why, you know, you had Justin Fields there. My old, like, are you giving the keys to a Porsche to a 16 year old? Like yeah. he's just, I don't know if he's ready now, maybe because, you know, Ryan day is still there. So, you know, if it's like Michael Andretti or Mario Andretti's son that you're giving those keys to, okay, maybe I can understand that a little bit. So maybe cause Ryan day is still there. 
I get that and I can accept it a little bit more, but that one I had issues. Yeah. And I think with Corey, we're going to really see what Corey's worth over the next couple years. This is the time, right? Because Ryan Day can't, and even though, you know, Justin Fields, you had a guy that was under Fields under Day for a year. You know, he is a big time quarterback coming out. Ryan Day took him under his wing and Day still worked with him a lot, you know, even in this offseason. But, you know, now you have three of these guys. So everybody knew Justin Fields was the guy. And so it was a lot easier to manage that situation than what this situation is going to be. And so I think what Corey, we're going to see what Corey's worth because is he a, a good quarterback coach? Because now you're going to have three legitimate guys and maybe the, yeah, the guy that ends up winning the job will end up getting more time with Ryan right. Day. But you're going to still have two guys there then that are going to be war with Corey Dennis. And those guys have to be ready. And, you know, so, you know, and, and Justin Fields, I mean, at times, maybe he didn't look as sharp this year as times last year. Yeah. Justin Fields still looked pretty damn good this year. So yeah, and I don't think Corey did poorly. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm not chalking that stuff up against Corey. Right. That, that to me is like more said, just of the off season issues and, and practice issues. And Justin and, had his time with day also. Um, the other one though, is like, Corey Dennis, as of right now, has gotten the highest rated kid to ever commit to Ohio State. So, you know, you got to trust in the guy until you can't. So right now they've proven me wrong with that. But like you said, we're going to see a lot of what Corey Dennis is worth up these next two years because he has guys that now now is his show that he's running. It's not not your you don't have Justin Fields anymore that can kind of like do his own thing. You got to, you know, be the one to teach these guys and you're their coach now. So. Yeah, and he's got great, and Corey's got great mentors in front of him. I mean, yeah. his father-in-law is, you know, the one of the best college football coaches that's he's ever. He's going to be a little busier now. He's going to be busier, but I'm sure he'll still take phone calls. I mean, yeah. from, you know, from Corey, you know, and then you got Ryan Day. Ryan obviously trusted him enough to put him in. I mean, he might have got a little boost from Urban, like <laughs> give Corey a shot, but right. you know, but. You know, it was ultimately still Ryan's decision, and so Ryan's happy with him. Um, he likes him there. So it's not like Urban hasn't worked with other, you know, good quarterback coaches as well. That if there's something that you know he doesn't know, he can always direct Corey to talk to yeah. one of his resources. And Ryan Day most mostly knows all that stuff anyway. So yeah, he definitely has he has a good group around him of resources that, you know, he can be successful. Yeah. But I would say I was more cautious of him getting hired than I am of Matt Barnes getting a promotion. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine right now with the, and you know, on the whole promotion thing, I I saw some people really going against it. Like, and I I can't escape his name. I, the name escapes me right now. um, And I'm not going to look it up, but our, the Larry Johnson's assistant coach. I mean, I hate to break it to everybody when Larry Johnson hangs it up, he's most likely becoming the new defensive line coach. So, I mean, he's been here for a while. He's put in his work and you know, they love him down there. So I mean, I, that's who I think is becoming the defensive line coach when Larry finally hangs it up. Oh yeah. And so, I mean, this happens, it happens in programs. It's happened. I mean, everybody talks about Alabama, this and Alabama, that, but you know, I mean, even Nick's promoted guys within the program, you know, that's, you know, people put in their work and if they're loyal and, you know, they show that they know what they're talking about, they get promotions. And obviously they haven't been, anybody's been upset with Matt Barnes that enough that uh, they don't think he can't handle the whole room. I mean, he's been in the room. I mean, it'll be three years now. Yeah. So he, uh, he understands what's going on. He was under, he's been under both Kerry and, um, Halfley. Halfley. And, uh, so, I mean, two excellent cornerback coaches that have, you know, proven their worth. I mean, the people want to talk down and maybe Kerry, you know, I mean, it's maybe it's, you know, I mean, he's proven himself as cornerbacks coach and maybe he needs, he needs this now to, to concentrate on the defensive part. Of, I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important for Kerry to be able to just focus on the defense and, and he's always there to help Matt out too. It's not like Carrie's not going to be able to give him assistance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Carrie still his defense. You know, this is effective. And a lot of these guys, Carrie's still going to be probably the main recruiter when it comes yeah. to secondary guys. I would assume. And you know, I mean, he might be more involved in a little bit of the other stuff. But I mean, every one of our big level cornerbacks that uh, we're known to sign are going to be going through Carrie Combs. Yeah, so exactly. Carrie's going to have a conversation with these guys. Yeah. So I, uh, I have uh, a feeling that that's not going to change uh the the type of cornerback they bring in there and so like i said if he can hold up his end on both sides of that on the recruiting side of it and on the coaching side of it then it 
fine, whatever. And, and Let's bring the, it on. If the defense looks like it did in 2018, okay, then fine. You make a change. But I think I just don't think we need to jump to any conclusions and think that, you know, bad promotions for either of these two guys or bad idea given carry, you know, sole control of the entire defense. Cause I think that's going to be very important for him that he needs that time to focus just on the entire defense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're both in agreement on that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, and you know, ultimately it probably, you know, when, when we were talking about, we talked about that, you know, we'd like to see them bring in somebody that maybe, cause I, I would like Washington. I think Washington is probably the guy that's after carry whenever, you know, whenever that is. And, you know, uh, and maybe I, w- that was kind of my thing. Maybe bring in somebody that could start learning how to maybe take well, I, over that spot. Yeah. And once, you know, Al Washington starts getting more responsibilities, which I think is coming. This is a guy you want to keep on your coaching staff. So he's I mean, an excellent recruiter. So, I mean, I, I, and I, he's from everything we've heard, he's an excellent coach too. Yeah, and I mean, so I you, want, you've seen the product on the field. I mean, it's not the linebackers fault that they were asked to <laughs> cover Devonte Smith. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Everybody. I mean, I, yeah. The people cutting on tough Borland. I mean, who, what linebacker is, uh, you know, I mean, Baron Browning, I think, is I'm consensusly thought of like, you know, he's probably the most athletic of that core four that we had last year. He couldn't cover Devontae Smith. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I'm fine with the coaching staff. I'm fine with the coaching staff until I'm not fine with the coaching staff. I, I, I like how they're going. I think that's kind of Ryan Day's philosophy. It's probably going to be more of Ryan Day's philosophy. I think he probably wants to see if he can grow some coaches under. Now, I, I, I don't have any, I don't think he has any problems if he needs to go out. Like if Kerry Combs decides if, you know, if the defense ain't working after this year and Kerry Combs leaves, whether it's on his accord or yeah. not, you know, I expect Ryan Day to go out. We'll sign a big time defensive coordinator. Right, and because, it'll, it'll be an NFL guy, most likely. And, you know, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think Ryan day has a problem doing that, but I, I think probably he wants to bring up some of his coaches because you know, you're not going to be able to hire a stud coach at every year when one of these guys leaves. And I think that's maybe sometimes what got urban in trouble is he always tried to, you know, urban always was known to bring in big time coaching staffs. And then he would maybe get once a couple of his guys would leave, he had a hard time replacing them or maybe, Ryan Day's philosophy and he's like some of these guys yes I'll replace some of these guys you know if a DC or an OC leave I'll replace them with an outside guy but you know my other guys like if they've I, been in the system if they I know what if, I want if I can grow somebody you know maybe that is the smarter move at the end of the day he might have you know you might not have a Bill Davis situation where right. he just it seems like he's completely out of uh, sorts and this, this guy doesn't belong here because you might have a guy that all right, this guy's been here. He's been learning the system as a coach for the last couple of years. I think he can do it. Uh, he's got the energy I like. He, I think he can recruit. So let's give him an opportunity. And, you know. Well, I think generally most people think like there's two real elite programs in college football right now, Alabama and Clemson. So this is kind of like the, you know, the two sides of the coin are these two teams. You know, Nick Saban, he loses guys. Like you said, he has promoted from within. A lot of times, though, Nick oh, Saban goes and, goes and makes him. a big hire. Dave Sweeney keeps his guys. He keeps his culture, keeps his system. So, I mean, I can't, like, I like Nick Saban. I can't stand Dave but, I mean, there are two different sides to it, and Dave has been very successful himself. Yeah. The two championships isn't six, but, yeah. you know, he has his national titles. He's always playing for him as well. I think Ryan Day, I and mean, Ryan Day's teams are going to be good for a long time. I'm not, I'm not going to worry until we see something to worry about. Yeah, exactly. All right. So real quick, I wanted to talk a little bit about the schedule. I mean, there's not much to talk about, so they did move. So the schedule, nothing's changed on the schedule. Um, The same teams that are here that are, we're still playing the same amount of games right now. We're still uh, playing the same teams, uh, but they did move a couple things around. Um, So originally we were supposed to play Penn state on the week before Michigan. So they moved that up. That's October 30th. And now uh, Indiana has been moved to October 23rd. So we're going to be playing those guys in back-to-back weeks. Um, Rutgers and uh, they went to October 2nd where Nebraska then moved to November 6th, I believe, whatever the first game of November is. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Purdue, so Purdue's what the 13th. Yeah. The Purdue's the middle. And then Sparty took 
uh, Penn State spot. So I'm um, so our November now is going to be uh, um, uh, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, I believe the October. I believe Maryland's that other game after Rutgers, or it might be before. It might be. Uh, Maryland's either before Rutgers or after Rutgers. I yeah, can't remember, but um, so but we're finishing the month of October against Indiana and Penn State. So I mean, good schedule. I I like how uh, they move Penn State out of that spot. That's going to be a night game in Columbus, most likely yeah. October thirtieth. That always seems to be, or it's going to be big noon. It's going to be one or the other. It's That's either, true. Yeah, it'll either be big noon or it's going to be uh, ESPN night game, uh, which we've had. Both situations, when the games in Columbus, we've had night games, we've had four o'clock games, we've had noon games. It only seems like when the game's in Happy Valley, is they're that always at night, nighttime. But so, um, Michigan obviously will be a noon game. So, I mean, it's a good schedule. I am looking forward to hopefully things with the vaccines keep progressing. We did talk about a couple of weeks ago. I do expect us to actually have a full season this year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be able to. <coughs> Yeah, so um, I'm. I think the, the schedule. I'm interested to see how we do against uh, Oregon. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad that the the tackles are all back. That yeah, you know, you know they have uh, what's his face, and then and, you know, plus a couple because uh, he didn't leave right there. Big time defensive end. No, because he would have only been a true sophomore. That's You're right. What came on? Yeah, yeah. No, he would have. He wasn't old enough to go to the nfl yeah so I mean, he could i guess he could opt out if he wants to if all this crap's still going on again but yeah. hopefully not so yeah i mean it'll be a good challenge but you definitely you feel a lot more comfortable when you got guys like that when you still have thayer mumford coming in. yeah so yeah schedule uh i mean i'm not gonna get much into it it was just a news that happened this week um that they moved some games around and uh I don't see anywhere, you know, I, I, I don't like finishing against Penn state, Michigan. I didn't like it when it was a couple of years ago. I mean, well, then you had Wisconsin the week after yeah, that. So like, it's, 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 you know, that's, that's a grind. And, and even with the second time you played Wisconsin, we even with as overrated as uh, Michigan is, you know, that's still uh, your rival game. You know how much Ohio state at least gets up for it yeah. uh, that, you know, and that's, I think why we were so, uh, you know, dull in the first half against wisconsin that year but i mean you're playing two legitimate programs in michigan <laughs> right <laughs> yeah hopefully penn state's back to legitimate yeah so we'll see how that goes uh it'll be interesting to see if uh, indiana if they can continue progressing if that was a no i think i i don't know i think that was a covid year fluke sorry i mean if i'm wrong i'm wrong We'll see it on the field, but I just, I don't know. And we're opening up against, uh, I did forget, uh, Thursday. Uh, that's, Minnesota. That's, that hasn't changed, but it is a Thursday game in Minnesota. Thursday? And, yeah. And I this is better than a Friday game. I hate when they do the Friday games. And I'm uh, okay playing Minnesota in Minnesota and their open stadium in September. Oh, yeah. To- <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to go there. I mean, we're, you know, we don't really fear the snow in Ohio, but. <laughs> I don't want to go there in that's just November. Diff- that's just different snow and different cold. It is. I know. That's like I say that this that stuff you and I aren't used to. We're not. <laughs> we're not prepared for that. So. Yeah, so we're gonna get a polar vortex this week, and I'm uh, dreading it. That and I and I work from home. So yeah, right. Like, I know. I, I don't even go outside. Like so, like compared to what I used to have to do. So like, um, all right. So basketball now i'm gonna preface everybody i mean we're not the i mean i think we're real casual fans i do i mean i do love ohio state basketball i do watch games when i get an opportunity to watch games um but you know we're definitely big march madness fans and yeah we start always i mean we're we're a lot like a lot of other college basketball fans we really start paying attention to college of basketball now right when, about now because you got football going football's on. over so now we're starting to watch games i watched a little bit of the iowa game i think you watched a little bit more than i did um but so we're really close here for the basketball team that they could be a one seed going into this tournament. And I mean, they only have six or seven games left, right? Yeah. They have, uh, and I had the schedule in front of me. So I know they got Michigan and Iowa again. Yeah. So, so I would think they end with Iowa, right? 
Yeah, they have one game in March. They actually end with Illinois. Okay. So, <coughs> I, I mean, I would think if if you win the games you're supposed to, what you have left, and you split those games, I think you got a real legitimate shot to be a number one yeah. seed. Like, right, so right now, you know, they uh, next game's against Maryland. Uh, that will be on Monday. Um, and then they play Indiana following that, then Penn State. Then they play Michigan. Michigan has one loss. Uh, then Michigan State, and then Iowa. <coughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's going to be a good, that's definitely a good schedule um, down the end there. But, like I said, I, they, they're tough. I don't know. I don't, like, like you said, we're kind of casual when it comes to basketball. <coughs> Um, I like what I see. I think uh, is it Dwayne Washington that's had some struggles here and there. So I'm not sure, you know, guys like that, how he's carrying the team. But uh, Liddell definitely seems like, you know, he's the real deal. Justin Ahrens is I, he's no John Diebler, but the guy is pretty lethal from outside. Uh, Kyle Young's pretty good inside. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be happy. With. And then what? who are some of those transfers like Justice Suing? Uh, towns yeah they i mean they definitely got some good kids that are playing there and i think they i mean i think they have a legitimate shot to be a number one seed i think they have a legitimate shot that they can go you know go a couple rounds into the tournament yeah yeah i think that would be interesting this year i think i think like duke and i think all like duke kentucky and unc (laughs) i think they're all kind of down this year like yeah, it's been a. I mean, again, it's a, this is such a strange season in all of sports. It'll be weird that it's weird that it's going to be a Friday to Monday opening two rounds this year, and uh, yeah. So don't no uh, one. The Thursday is just the first four, so don't waste your you know don't waste your vacation day on Thursday. Make sure you take off Friday. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> Normally, I'm a Thursday Friday guy. I took the whole week off. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so. I had time to use. I figured that was a good enough week to use good enough week to use one of my vacation weeks. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the Maryland game here on Monday and uh, paying more attention to them. Um, and I, I really interested to see what they can do. They can get a top seed. It's great. I mean, it's all going to be played in Indiana. I mean, they're not going to get a favorite, uh, right. You know, they're not going to be the, they're not going to be playing Ohio games in Ohio because, uh, they're this area's top seed, but you know, it'll, it'll be interesting how that whole setup works this year with how playing all the games in Indiana and most of them are in Indianapolis and, uh, see how that goes i mean i mean i know it's makes sense to put everything in hell i mean i argued that why they should put the national championship the the entire semifinals and national championship game in one area for football but yeah. you know then just keep the teams there and uh yeah i'm not sure if you uh if you got a bubble i don't know if you know um tommy togi and tyreek smith have to miss the national title game yeah so like uh interested to see how this goes i i do think if uh i mean if they knock off michigan i would have to think that they are at a point at that a favorite to possibly uh i mean get to the top a top seed i would it, i would have to imagine even like i said if they beat iowa a second time as long as you don't lose a bunch of those other games in there i would think they got to be pretty close to be a favorite as a one seed definitely a lock for a two seed yeah and i mean i don't know at that point what you really have to do is there is there going to be a tournament this year I mean, I wish I would say I know that. Are they doing? I'm not sure. I have to look it up if they're doing the Big Ten tournament. I want to say they. I think they are. They, they yeah. did a full schedule. But so if you're, you know, if you're doing your Big Ten tournament, I don't, I don't know at that point how many games you got to win in the Big Ten that you're already locked as a two seed if you beat Iowa. Um, so because I think they have the most like top 25 wins or something in the country. Yeah, it's crazy, and you know, I mean, they've looked good, and I mean, he's proven himself he was a, a good replacement for when uh mata stepped down and uh they're like the freaking cardiac kids though man i mean all those games come down to the wire <laughs> uh yeah I, I watched the last uh the last like five minutes or so of the iowa game uh when i saw the i got the update that it was a closed game i'm like oh i'm gonna turn that on and uh so that uh yeah i mean they're exciting i, I was excited watching them uh and uh like I said, these next uh, several games, I'm looking forward to watching uh, at least 
part of all of them if not all of them i will watch probably the majority of them and um so and we'll see what they can do and uh i'd love to see him get a top seed and i'd love to see him win a few games in the tournament because you know that just you know i mean they've been able to get recruits throughout the years uh i mean they're no kentucky no duke by any stretch of any imagination but you know they can recruit at a high level they've been to final fours you know holman's had trouble keeping his recruits yeah he has so uh, we'll see how that uh how that goes down the stretch uh but he as you said he's picked up a good couple transfer kids and uh he's uh has gotten some decent recruits here. He has, yeah he has a good core that they i think they can go pretty far into the tournament now i saw a poll i think it was on twitter that they were asking like if you could you know one player from years past, if you could just put on this team, who would it be? And I know the game of basketball has kind of changed. I know, but but in college basketball hasn't changed that much. Like, I mean, I think it's just there is no other answer besides Greg Oden. Like, <laughs> you, you got if if there was one guy you needed on this team, Greg Oden is it. Yeah, if they can. I mean, so many of those guys could be helpful, like your Sollies, Bufords, Diebler, but no, Greg Oden's the only answer. Yeah. Greg Oden is the, I mean, he almost uh, single-handedly beat Florida for the, like everybody, <clears throat> I remember that whole year, everybody was like, you know, is, uh, is he really worth it? I mean, uh, you know, is he really as good as everything? How dominant was he in that national title? And then in the national championship game, you saw he almost single-handedly won the game. And, uh, and I mean, you shoot lights out pretty much the entire season up to that game yeah. you know it's like if they're shooting held up like the, it normally does the they one, easily win that game the one game you don't hit your shots so is this team i gotta ask then is this team destined to lose to alabama in the national title game and at the end of the college basketball season i was <laughs> <laughs> alabama in basketball they, they would be a they're fringe between a two and a one seed they're good okay <laughs> <laughs> rematch if that happens a lot uh, of people think we're gonna get paired with them on the same side of the bracket though so i don't think we would get in the championship with them. <laughs> hopefully they, they beat never them. know how that stuff hopefully works they beat out. them in basketball yeah i mean you never know how that stuff works out i mean the one year we were the number one seed total and we got the the bracket of death or whatever they call you know no like <laughs> yeah um all right so super bowl <laughs> The legend against the kid who they both have Super Bowls. Uh, they've th- third straight year that they've played each other. This is the uh, the who, uh, you know, they're one and one over the last two years. And uh, it was the AFC championship game. Uh, so. My feelings are, I mean, I think Kansas City is going to win the game. That's my feelings. Um, but. If at the end of the day, if uh, I like Tampa Bay's defense, if Tampa wins this game, I'm not going to be surprised by any stretch of any imagination. So here's what I'm going to say. And um, I mean, I know like a lot of people listening to us, like they don't know this stuff about you and I. So we moved to Connecticut when we were younger. The, yeah. Br- the Browns moved away from Cleveland in 1995. So there was no more Cleveland Browns. So yeah. you and I we pretty much started rooting for the Patriots almost immediately after because of where we live. So it was never anything to do with being front runners or anything like that. Honestly, it was more so everyone else rooted for the like giants and jets. And I didn't want to be like everyone else. Yeah. So, and the Patriots. So, so we moved to Connecticut in the winter of 93, 94, the Browns playoff one. They we watched the Patriots and I, I rooted for the Browns. So we watched that in Connecticut, you know, we watched the Browns beat them and then we walk and then the Browns move. They, they 95 and after 95. So the Patriots make that Super Bowl, And, uh, and so it was kind of like, all right, well, you know, maybe we were a little bit of a front runners, but you know, everybody, like you said, everybody where we lived in Connecticut, everybody was Giants fans, and you had some Jets fans get there. There was actually not many Patriots, fans, right? Um, so which a lot what, of people in the area they became front runners. So, where in baseball it was different, it was almost the like where we lived because we lived right outside of Hartford, so it's literally. It's about two and a half hours to New York, two and a half hours to Boston. It was pretty much so split. It was pretty much Yankees, split. Red Sox. Yankees, Red Sox. But, you know, not in football. Everybody was Giants fans. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, yeah, we rooted for the Patriots and, you know, the Jets sucked. And <laughs> right. so, like, you know, but uh, we we rooted for the Patriots. So we always there's always a little 
special spot for the right. Patriots. When, when they win their Super Bowls, I'm always, I mean, of course, I'm a Browns fan first, but I'm always kind of happy when they've won their yeah. Super Bowls. So with that being said, Tom Brady is no longer on the Patriots. He's just a former <laughs> scum, skunk weasel, <laughs> one-time backup quarterback that I can't stand. <laughs> I hope he goes down like the piece of trash that he is tomorrow. Um, I, I mean, I have actually, after watching last year, um, and I remember talking to uh, you know, our dad last year's Super Bowl and like, you know, I mean, I'm always going to be a Browns fan, but, you know, I'm like every year I was always like, why do I put myself through this punishment with the Browns? And like in last year when I was watching the Chiefs, I'm like, you know, I should become a Chiefs fan. You know, there's, you know, I like Mahomes. I, you know, I like what they are about and stuff. I mean, I'm never going to leave, you know, my loyalty to the Browns, but uh, it's just. And then, you know, this year the Browns, you know, possibly show they finally fired the right head coach yeah. and has the right plan you get, going forward. But uh, you got to be cautiously optimistic with the Browns, though, because we don't see good seasons often. But when we do, it's like, OK, things have turned the corner yeah. and then you take two steps back. So, yeah. So, like I said, I think they finally have gotten the right head coach. So and that's always been the the, <laughs> the big problem. And yeah, that, I know. I mean, I'm surprised we're not replacing a coach after this. year. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I love him. I do love Mahomes, and you know, when I watch him, that's like, you know, even when they, you know, you know, obviously, I I hated to see him when he got hurt against the Browns, and like, because he's just one of those players. Like, the game is literally better when he's playing. Oh yeah, he's a he's just a stud. He's a superstar. Definitely made you think the Browns had a better shot of winning. Oh yeah, definitely, and you know, they should (laughs) have. Like, they could have. Chad freaking Henny, who was never even a running quarterback. Yeah. Well, how many years are we talking in the league? Like, thirteen. Like he's not a young man. Yeah. So running for 13 yards. Yeah. So I think uh I definitely think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. They're a three-point favorite. So it's you know, would I be surprised if Tom gets it? Now I get what you're saying about Brady, but if uh if he wins a seventh Super Bowl, I mean that's pretty fabulous too. And you know, I'm not gonna be upset one way or the other at the end of this. Uh, you know, this is he lost to the Giants and the Eagles. <laughs> so uh um I think uh I think the I think the Chiefs win. I think I'm kind of saying uh, I've been kind of feeling this uh 31 34 to kind of 24. That's kind of it. so it's I think it's going to be a 7 to 10 point win yeah. uh, for the Chiefs uh but you know Tom what I saw against uh Green Bay yeah you know he lucky the game again Super Bowls <laughs> at least it's in good weather because he was struggling in that cold weather yeah. you know his his arms not what it once was uh you know obviously I mean as much as he I mean he has an unbelievable workout routine he eats great and you know but you know father time still uh father time's undefeated it doesn't matter uh the th- different things you do and you, trust me you could be uh, an unbelievable workout star and eat right. And he's still in great shape. He's still, it's unbelievable. He's still playing professional football, but still you can still tell he's slower. His, his, sometimes his timing's a little slower. Sometimes what he's seeing is a little slower than what it used to be. And Mm -hmm. that's just stuff you can't work on. That's uh, no, I mean, he's just, he's, he is slowing down a little bit. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see them when, um, I just kind of feel like, like, kind of like you said, like the Chiefs have just kind of been the team, you know, the last couple years. And even like Brady's last, you know, Super Bowl that they won when they beat the Rams, you know, he had to go through, they beat the Chiefs that year to get to the Super Bowl. And it was kind of like, that was a, you know, kind of like an upset. Like the Chiefs have been the team now for like kind of like three years in the AFC. So, I think and the Chiefs actually, you know, they were they're the ones that came back to tie that game. Yeah. And they I mean, Patriots got the kickoff. And, you know, I mean, I I think the Chiefs, you know, I think they may. I think they I think they're better. Um, I am interested, though. I do kind of like Tampa Bay's defense. So I'm interested to see what they can do. And the Chiefs don't have an elite defense. Yeah. So that's that's interesting because I don't know. They're going to be getting a bunch of pressure on Tom Brady throughout the game. Yeah. And we've seen in the past that a lot of times it's, you know, the pressure that really gets the top. Yeah, exactly. Which it's, I mean, that gets to any great quarterback. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you beat them is, you know, get someone in their face. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to see how the, uh, I do agree that Tampa, I do like Tampa's defense. Um, interesting how to say they uh, play both uh, Tyreek Hill and 
Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's that's such as a deadly one-two punch and uh Mahomes, <laughs> I don't know if he's playing this week or not. Um he might be, but uh Mahomes just knows how to use those two just oh, perfectly, yeah. right? I mean, and he uses both interchangeably and you know, it's just they can kill teams. That, I mean, I, I don't know Kelsey if he's any better than what Gronk was, but he's Kind of like, you know, same, like, Gronk's kind of like the prototype there, mm. but Kelsey's not far behind what Gronk was able to do. And speaking about Gronk, I mean, that his story this week. When let's, get, let's get Gronk another Super Bowl title. And he said that, uh, so he, uh, I don't know if anybody, if you guys read it or not, but uh, he, uh, he had to do when he had to do his virtual workouts in the off season, he, uh, he had supposed to do sprints every day and, you know, send them in and stuff. So he just did one day's worth of sprints and just changed his shirt. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is though, Rob Gronkowski, he does not strike you as an overly intelligent person. And I hate to say that, but it's kind of genius. Like, <laughs> uh, let me just get my workouts done in one day and... i don't know if he was smart about admitting to it but uh <laughs> of course he's probably who knows he might be retiring again here after this year and so i mean whatever that was i, mean, I thought that was a genius i read him like, I mean, hopefully he did like different angles and ran a you know was a different way spritzing and... <laughs> himself with water and, you know. like rob the sun looks exactly the same like the weather looks exactly the same from one day to the next oh it's just nice weather man yeah. it's florida it is yeah i know it florida. is beautiful there so uh yeah so and i think you wanted to bring up one thing uh we'll finish off the the penn state to their oh yeah so i Speaking almost, of Super Bowl, I so. almost <laughs> brought it up when we were talking about if penn state was going to be you know a good team again but um, for those of you that haven't seen it or did Penn State, they released this graphic and <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And it says Penn, a Penn Stater has been on every Super Bowl team ever. And then it has in small fine print underneath it, except for five years since 1967. And some schools had some fun with it. And I can't remember exactly what the Michigan one said. I mean, it's probably the only thing I only time I ever think they did anything funny. But theirs is like. Tom Brady has been in every Super Bowl. At least it feels that way. And <laughs> it's true. Ole Miss had a funny jab at it. I can't remember like one of the, like the Coastal Carolina or East Carolina or something. They did a jab at it too, where they're like, you know, we've uh, we've been in every Super Bowl or we've watched it from home or something like that. Yeah, it was. They were good, but I can't like I can't believe a college. I know it all comes down to recruiting, and you want to like appeal to the guys like, oh man, they develop people, they set them to the next level, but. Just like blatant nonsense yeah, lies to put into the fine print. Yeah, if you if you need fine print, like recruits are smart enough to read that. You just look stupid as hell to them too. Yeah. So yeah, so I actually did not see it, and you told me about it this morning. So that was uh, <laughs> I had a big laugh with that. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, that's like borderline embarrassing. Yeah. All right, so I think we'll get out of here with that. Uh, so. Uh, Looking forward to watching the Super Bowl tomorrow and uh, uh, seeing how the basketball team, the the Buckeye basketball team can. uh, Tonight, Duke, UNC. That I'm not sure, uh, but I'll have to check it out. I Uh, think so. I don't think either team's really that good this year, but I have to look into that. But I do think it's tonight. I think we got some decent games today. I know I think Alabama's playing Missouri, um, so I might check that one out to see. Yeah, Alabama, Missouri. we got Oklahoma, Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia. That's a top 25 game. That should be pretty good. Wisconsin, Illinois, maybe see what some of the teams in the Big Ten, like what they're looking like, what they're all about. Um, they don't look like either UNC or Duke are ranked, are they? And they're both bad. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, really? I Can you ever think of a time that you... Yeah, <laughs> neither one of them ranked. Holy crap. They do play at six tonight, so yeah, maybe watch it, but it don't sound like it's going to be that good of a game. Yeah, so <laughs> some some good uh, games, uh, some uh, good basketball games on today, the day before the Super Bowl. So uh, yeah, here we go. So uh, maybe maybe I'll catch up on some cleaning or some uh, check out a new TV series or yeah. something today. So uh, I think, uh, like I said, we'll be uh, we're going to get more into I think uh, winter practice is the winter workouts begun now. I think they said they're beginning in February. So I mean, I think they are. I know they're not. They when spring, 
spring practice starts in mid March. Normally. I think everything was kind of still on schedule. It might have been like a week later, but I think the spring game they said was listed for mid April. Okay. That's usually about right. Usually the at least the last several years, uh they would do they would start spring practice, then they would go on spring break, and then they would come back. The, so, I mean, I think that's probably because usually spring break falls in there somewhere. They, well, they need the full. They need to let them just do full practice. Yeah, exactly. If they could play games and everything else now, that's they can practice. I know. So. I mean, I know you want the vaccines distributed and everything, but just you got to let the guys. If someone gets it same crap as before tell them they got to go sit you know yeah. that they're not allowed to practice with the team and it's different now it's the off season so i can't mean shut everything down again just let them let them practice let it work its way out if someone gets it yeah they can go through the 17 days and they'll come back when that's done yeah all right so we're gonna get out of here so take us out all right well thank you everyone for stopping in today at the buckeye bar i'm john and i'm mike oh i o.